Welcome back to another episode of My Mess is My Message. My name's Allie, and I'm very excited to be with you all today. Today on the podcast, I have Casey Breeding, who's actually been a really good friend of mine for a really long time. Casey and I actually grew up playing sports and took classes all through middle school and high school together. She's truly one of the kindest, most talented, and intelligent people I know. After Casey graduated high school, she attended Vanderbilt University as a D1 runner, allowing her to follow her passion of running. During today's episode, we talk about Casey's decision to attend Vanderbilt, her experience there, and about her injury and how it affected her running career. Casey has an incredible story and perspective that everyone can benefit from hearing, so I cannot wait for you all to listen, so let's get into it. Hey, Casey. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm really excited for you to be here. Um, Just for the audience, um, me and Casey have known each other for a long, long time. We grew up playing sports together, went to middle school and high school together. So I've known you for a while now. So it's fun for you to be on and for me to be interviewing you for an episode. Yeah, I can't believe um, how far away middle school and high school are at this point. It's like over 10 years. It's kind of mind blowing, but... I know it's crazy, um, but just for the honest, if you just want to like do a brief like summary of who you are, like who you are, where you live, um, what you currently do, anything you want to share? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm Casey Breeding. I live um, in a suburb outside of Philly called King of Prussia, um, and then right now I'm working as a engineer at a pharma company um, outside of Philly. Okay, cool. And for those who don't know, King of Prussia has the best mall ever. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty nice to live close to it, honestly. Yeah. Okay. And I know, like, I do want to talk about your experience at Vanderbilt. Before we get into that, I would love to just to talk more about what you were like as a child. And did you always grow up? Like, what was your childhood like? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in a nice suburb, Unionville. I guess I technically grew up in Chad's Ford. Um, I'm the oldest of two girls. Um, My younger sister is two years younger than me. Uh, I grew up playing a lot of sports. I played basketball, lacrosse, field hockey, um, soccer, and then later on I went on to run track and cross country. Uh, So that really took up a lot of my time. I didn't really, I guess I was in other clubs and stuff, but I really liked sports more. So I just gravitated towards that. Found a lot of friends there. I think growing up, I was always someone, I guess my parents, they always described me as someone who was like really um, caring towards others, like pretty empathetic. I wouldn't say I like absorbed other people's emotions a lot, but um, I definitely knew when people were upset and like, I always tried to be someone who like stood up for other people if I saw that they were maybe having a hard time um, throughout school. Uh, And then I guess my personality started coming out a little bit more in like middle school, high school. And I started realizing I was a little bit more of an anxious type in high school, um, which was good. I guess it helped me get to where I am now and it helped me achieve my goals. And uh, I did well in school and sports for the most part. But uh, at some point, like that kind of just started being pretty hard for me. Yeah, no, I can completely relate. And I also just touching on the sports thing, I like look back and like sports took up so much of our time. Like, like our whole weekends were devoted to it after schools, like literally we went to practice all the time. So it was crazy how much it took up of our lives. Yeah, it was like, I know I always talk about this with other people. It's like, I used to get up at 6am. And then I'd go to bed at 11. And the whole day, like I didn't sit down. 
it was like homework, sports, going to school. And then I got like five or six hours of sleep and was able to do that every day. It was like, I could never do that now. So I know. I don't know where the energy came from, but so, and I know like we played lacrosse growing up together and soccer and other sports, but when did like your passion for running start to like really come out? Like, how did you know you wanted just to focus on running and not really the other sports? Yeah. Um, so it's funny, like in middle school and stuff, when we'd run the time miles, people, I guess the gym teacher would always be like, Oh, Casey, you need to run track. And I would go, I don't like running very much. Like that would be a bad idea. Like I like having things to like run after like a ball or whatever. Um, <laughs> like I kind of felt running, like running was boring, but then, um, I guess going into my sophomore year of high school, um, someone on the team had approached me like the running team. And she was like, you know what? Like you want to just give it a shot. And I realized I had been doing soccer kind of just as a fun kind of side thing, fill in my, my fall season. And I was like, okay, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I'll give it a try. And um, other than being pretty good at it right away, um, just it came very easy to me. I think what I really ended up liking about it was I just didn't feel like it was very political at all. Um, I felt like the other sports that I played, you could work your butt off and, you know, it could just come down to whether a coach likes you or not or, you know, just silly things that like have nothing to do with your work ethic um, or even maybe how good you are. And so running was very like straightforward. Um, you know, if the coach didn't like me and I still ran fast, it was like, all right, well, um, we'll work on the relationship on the side, but it's not going to affect my playing time because everyone got to run. Um, it's very participation friendly. So, and then I really, I really just liked the people. They were just so, um, I guess silly, like they, they knew how to have fun with it. I don't know if I would have had as much fun on other high school cross-country teams. Um, but that's what really drew me into the sport too, was uh, just how kind they were. And they were all really hardworking girls. And I felt like they really prioritized academics as well. So if I was stressed out about something, I felt like I had good mentors to go to. And they were always there to kind of give me advice about, I don't know, what classes to take or, you know, maybe don't stress all the time. And I would listen to them. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, I do look back at like what the cross country and track team were like, who they, who made up that team and they were like the nicest people. They were like such sweet girls yeah. and guys. And yeah, I do remember like in high school, middle school, you would run like in the five minute miles. And I was just like, everyone would be amazed because that's so hard to do. Yeah. I don't think I realized like exactly. I didn't really understand anything about times until I got to high school and then I was like, oh, I guess for no, for not training, that actually was pretty fast. Um, I don't even, I don't think I could run the, well, I haven't been running really, but uh, I don't think I could do that off the bat today with no training like I could then. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, but it was so impressive. <laughs> and then, so when you began to like start looking at for colleges, because I know you went to Vanderbilt for running, yeah. did you initially always want to go for running? Like was, or did you want to go for academics or what was your draw? Like, why did you want to, why did you choose Vanderbilt? And what was kind of like your thought process when you were choosing colleges? Yeah. Um, so originally, I think when I was maybe in middle school, I really wanted to go for lacrosse. Um, and I think I think I kind of got on the train a little late with the recruiting process on that one. Like I didn't know I was supposed to be going to camps. You might have felt this way too. Like in seventh and eighth grade, um, 
and everything, trying to get your name out there. Like, I don't even think I'd had film made up until I was like a junior or a sophomore and everyone else had these crazy films. So, um, and being the, the oldest child, you know, you're a guinea pig. So my parents just had no idea what to do with me. And like, neither of them really played sports themselves, like in this competitive environment that um, I really think kids today experience, like with the recruiting process. So um, I think I kind of, once I realized that I was good at, really, really good at running, like, and would be able to go um, pretty easily to a school for that, I just was like, you know, I think I'm a little late on the the lacrosse thing. Um, I really like it, but, um, I think I could take this running thing really far. And at that point, like lacrosse wasn't something that you could really play after college, but, um, runners, like you could go like your main goal or your goal could, you could aspire to the Olympics, you know, not that it's very hard to do, but it it was cool that I thought it could be a lifelong sport for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then again, I just liked I thought the people, like, I really liked the people in running. I felt, um, I like people in lacrosse too, but I just feel like I fit in way better with runners. And if I was going to be spending those time, like that amount of time with someone, I'd want to go spend time with them. Um, and I did really care about the academic side. I somehow figured out that I wanted to be a biomedical engineer in like eighth grade because one of our classmates at the time, his older sister uh, was going to Duke for that. And I just thought it sounded like the coolest thing. Uh, and then for some reason that just kind of stuck, uh, which I think really is different. Like, I feel like a lot of people change their majors like five times. Um, and I just knew since eighth grade. So I like how I did it was I just looked at schools that had good like good distance teams were like really academically focused and had my major and then, uh, just narrowed it down from there and went on official visits uh, fall of my senior year. And then I just felt like the Vandy girls were just, you know, um, people I wanted to be like, I thought, like good role models. And I just wanted to be around them. So. Yeah. So when you kind of like sign up for like a cross country, are you also doing track as well? Like that's kind of like a guarantee that you'll do both seasons. Yeah. Yeah. That's the funny part. It's like, if you're a distance runner, you were signing up for three seasons of the year. Um, and then track, if you're an 800 runner, sometimes we'll throw you in cross for fun, which is not very fun for them. I don't think um, a lot of 800ers are like, I do not want to do that. But uh, yeah, if you're, you run track, it's winter or it's indoor and outdoor. Mm-hmm. And so when they're recruiting people on the, to the team or like having people join, is it, are they kind of getting people like based on different strengths or everyone kind of consistently the same at, like running like a distance or like a a shorter kind of distance? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So our team was split into uh, a distance team um, and we had people run anything from the 800 up. So it was 800 to 10K on the track. And then in cross, we all ran the 6K. And then um, we also had a track side and we had jumpers and sprinters. So we had a coach for pole vault um, and high jump and long jump and triple jump. And then we had a coach for the short sprints. So that's 800 down. Um, so like each coach kind of takes care of their own recruiting. Uh, and then I'd say like the distance side, I don't know how every school does it, but I think they just um, take people that they think like their times in high school are good, but they're also like showing that they're be like, they're still healthy doing the, the mileage that they're doing. And then I think also like 
um, maybe looking at their potential to grow, like me doing only 30 miles a week um, versus maybe someone who does like 70 or 80, which is really unheard of in high school, but. So when you got to Vanderbilt, was the like, I know it is a pretty independent sport, but like, how was the culture on the team? Was it competitive or was it pretty much everyone was cheering each other on? How did that work? Yeah, uh, I thought we did a pretty good job of cheering each other on. Um, It was definitely, at least personally, like I knew I was going to be someone that had to earn their spot on the team. Um, I like ended up having good senior year times giving me confidence to go into school and be like okay I think I can hang um but I knew that I was gonna have to play a role that was different than maybe my high school role like where I was um always being one of the top girls and like maybe I wasn't gonna be the top girl but I still wanted to be like a team player and um and like you know cheer for everyone and see them do well uh and yeah I think most girls on the team did a pretty good job with that. We were all, actually, I can't really think of anyone who was not like that. So we had a good team bond, I think. Yeah, no, that's really good. And so I know you do eventually get injured in college. So when did that happen? And what was kind of like, what happened after that? Yeah. um, So it kind of started right away. I had one injury right when I got to school and then a couple more throughout my years there. But it was like, um, I don't know. They, they'd only set the couple of them only really set me back like a couple weeks. Um, and I was able to pretty much come back from them. Uh, but then my like big injury or like I had a string of injuries in my junior year that were pretty tough to overcome. So I was like, um, going into, let me see, coming out of my sophomore year of college, like during that steeple season, I, Uh, it looks like, well, I just got my scans back like a couple months ago, but it looks like I tore my labrum. Um, not like super, super bad, but like bad enough where it would cause enough pain. Um, and then that summer I tried to come back from that, worked so hard to get back to fitness and then, um, tore my hamstring the week before, like our, one of our big meets at the end of that season. Um, and then that was tough because it wasn't healing very fast and, um, it also like wasn't really taken seriously. Like I think, I think at that point I maybe had like four injuries or something. And, uh, I remember like going to the train, like I remember getting the injury and then saying, um, okay, like I'll just try and see if I'll be healthy by Saturday. Cause it was like, I only had four days to really like heal. Um, and I remember like going to the trainer the morning of that race and like, Hey, like, I really don't feel comfortable racing. Like, I think I'm going to tear this more or like get more hurt and set myself further back. And like, I also don't want to embarrass anyone by like dropping out or finishing last. Um, and I actually ended up dropping out at like 5k. Um, and that was just hard, but like, I guess that wasn't the first time that it had really happened that like, I guess I wasn't really listened to when I said I was injured, it was more like, oh, you just complain a lot. And um, it really made me, it was weird because I, in high school, I was never thought like that. Like I was always someone, oh, like she works hard, she's tough. And then I don't think they really got to know me very well and um, maybe thought that I was someone that was always trying to make excuses. Um, When it was really just unlucky, I got injured a lot. Um, But then after that, like, I think things just started to deteriorate like with my relationship with the coach 
and the trainers because I didn't feel like my safety was being put first. Um, so after like being forced to run on my hamstring, um, I came back from break and the coaches were like, if you don't stop like getting injured, um, like we're not traveling like certain people to meets. And then I just felt like that was threatening instead of like helpful. And then, um, my big injury happened, I think in maybe April where I came off a steeple and my ankle impinged on itself. And, um, I felt like a shock go up my leg. Um, we're still working through that one to this day. <laughs> so can't, haven't been able to really run since. Um, I think I ran for three more weeks cause we didn't know what was going on. Uh, but then after that, I was just like, you know, like they never really cared. Like, I didn't feel like they really cared about me or like took my health very seriously. So it, it was like really tough for that to happen. But I was also like, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. I was like, if people just keep having me go, go, go and like overtrain me and not take my injuries seriously. Like I was like, it's not really out of the question to have a career ending one. Um, even though that's kind of rare in running, it's usually like bone related injuries, but um, yeah, that's, that was kind of like the very memorable string of events. I think that happened in college that kind of woke me up to, um, you know, I got to take care of myself, like put myself first, like, can't always listen to adults. And I think I started learning a lot of lessons after that. So. Yeah, no. And that's like super scary when like your coaches and trainers, when they're like kind of like in charge of you, aren't really looking out for your best interest. And yeah. so was that really hard to be at college and <clears throat> excuse me. And like them really not taking into account like your health and everything. Yeah, it was. And, uh, it wasn't just me. It, uh, a couple of my teammates, had things where they just kind of felt like they were brushed off. And at first, like, I was just really annoyed and angry because, like, I came from a program in high school where safety was always put first. Like, our coach would sit us out if we even he even thought we had a stress reaction or something, any, any sort of muscular thing. He was like, all right, just take a couple days off. But I understand in college, like, coaches are paid and um, their jobs – are more dependent on how we're doing, but it's, it's just kind of, um, like, I understand it. It's just more of a broken system. It's like forcing these adults to put so much pressure on kids and there's no incentive to keep anyone safe. Um, you're only as a coach, you're only incentivized to have results. Um, and you know, that's not really putting the kids first. So I, I can see how it happens, and I know it happens in a lot of schools across the country. Um, I wish it was something that was talked about more, um, but I think a lot of kids that go through it, they are too scared to say anything because their scholarships are dependent. You, they can't speak out about, against the coaches or the system when they're in it. Um, and then I think a lot of times kids get so beat down that afterwards, it just they just want to move on with their lives because it took so much out of them to get through it that um, they're like, all right, well, those kids behind me will figure it out. Um, and there is mentorship, I think, but um, I wish more people talked about like how, what it is like uh, when you go through stuff like that. Yeah. And like, also when you are injured, like you're kind of usually like one of the few that are injured. So there's not like you're banding together and like kind of bringing the issue up to the coaches. It's more like you're kind of just dealing with it on your own. And that's really scary. Also yeah. being on a team when everyone just wants to win, it's kind of hard to be the one that's injured and like wanting to speak up and you feel kind of alone probably. 
Yeah. Um, I definitely felt alone my first two years because I was always like one of three kids to be on the sidelines. Um, and, and those injuries, like they didn't really take me out of a season, but like it did feel, um, when you were the injured one, those weeks were pretty tough because you're missing out on, um, all the quality time you'd get with your teammates if you were participating fully in practice. Um, and then you just, I think we did a good job including injured teammates. Like, um, you know, like we still all do things outside of practice and we were close. So I guess it wasn't a huge factor, but you'd still feel sad for missing out. Um, but I think like towards the end of my time at Vandy, like there were more injured people. And I think that's when we started kind of being like, okay, this is a weird pattern you're not being listened to as well. Okay. Like maybe like I was just kind of blaming myself the whole time, like my first two years. And then I started to realize there was like kind of deeper rooted patterns of overtraining and um, neglect is a really strong word. I would not call it neglect, but like just not listening, like not believing, like, I don't know, just kind of disregarding people's opinions um, because we're kids. Maybe I don't really know where they were coming from, but. Yeah. And it's like the work, I mean, like if you're injured and you keep running or you keep playing a sport, like it's just going to worsen and the performance is probably not going to get much better just because you're just hurting your body even more. So I feel like that's like, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you've learned the importance of rest from like going through an experience like that. Yeah. I, um, from a very young age was always someone like, I realized that my hard work got me places. And so to fix any problem, I would just work harder at it. Um, and it was a really interesting lesson to learn in college when I realized like working smarter, not harder is actually a really useful thing to know how to implement every day. Um, cause yeah, like the, in, your intuition says, Oh, keep, keep grinding. And I know that's a big thing in society is like, never quit. Like, don't give up, keep going. But sometimes the way around a problem is to just, um, you have to, you have to try new things. You can't just keep doing the same thing over and over. I completely agree. And I think sometimes we get stuck when you're like, are working towards a goal, you get so stuck in like doing the exact same thing over and over. And you kind of forget to like look up and kind of read sometimes like you just mentioned, like you might need to redirect into like a new, on a new path to kind of find like a better path for you. If that makes sense. No, it does. And I think it applies a lot more broadly than just sports um, or even running specifically. It could be, I see people all the time, um, like I change jobs or change majors. And uh, I always think that those people are more inspiring sometimes because it takes a lot of courage to um, realize like, all right, I'm just trying to do the same thing all the time and it's not working. So instead of throwing yourself in more to that, like, all right, I'm going to take a step back, like kind of look at my values and then try and go in another direction. Um, but starting from scratch is really scary. And I think that's why a lot of people just kind of stay the path because it's safer. Like you don't really know if you're going to fail if you try something new. Um, but I always like look up to those people that know something's not right for them and they step away or figure out a new um, path for themselves. I think that's pretty cool. And- Definitely. I mean, change can be like really scary, but sometimes change is necessary for you to grow and be yeah. a better version of yourself. Yeah, for sure. 
I'm also just curious. So when you were at college, like how important was, obviously running was probably top priority, I'm sure, especially to mm. your coaches, but yeah. how like, did you balance that with your schoolwork? Cause I know Vandy is a com- very competitive or like a very competitive school academically as well. Yeah. Um, it was like, it was pretty tough. Um, I was really happy with the education I got though. Like I was pushed so much in the classroom. Like I feel like I can look back and say, like, I got the most out of myself and my academic ability. Um, and, and, you know, athletic ability. Like, I was surrounded by people that were um, better better uh, runners than me, so I got better that way, learned from them. But, um, yeah, I balanced school. I actually had two t- teammates that also did biomedical engineering, and so we just kind of became, like, a little trio that always, like, followed each other around from practice to class. And I'm really fortunate that I had them because they're just really good people, too, Um but balancing it, sometimes um, it was hard. I personally, like, always felt like school was more of my outlet. Like, I did well in school um, while I was at Vandy. And so I was like, all right, like, that's kind of been not easy, but, like, I'm doing well. So, like, I'll just put that on the back burner. And, like, not that I skirted by, but, like, I was able to kind of just, like, do what I needed to do and get get stuff done. Whereas running was like really just throwing me for a loop with all my injuries and stuff. So I, I really like put an emphasis for someone that was not going to end up being a pro runner. I put a big emphasis on running, um, which I think looking back, if I had tried less and had more fun, maybe I would have done better because I wouldn't have been tired all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I know your brothers play uh, sports in college and you have like a lot of other friends like it, it takes all your time. Like it's like that six to 11 PM thing we were talking about with high school. It's just like kind of that all over again. Um, you do have more time for naps and like kind of making your own schedule, but it's, um, it can be a pressure cooker. And if things are not going your way, it can take a really big toll on your mental health. Um, I know like a lot of people feel like they, like I'm like this, like I like having control over things. So when I feel like things were out of my control with uh, school and sports, I like my mental health would get way worse because I felt like I didn't belong there and I didn't have a handle on it. Um, but as long as things were like, at least not going, like it wasn't a train wreck. I was usually okay. Yeah, no, I know. And it's because you do spend so much time with your teammates. It's hard not to like, you're constantly reminded, like the reason, like, like a big purpose of you being there is to run and to do that. So to be constantly surrounded by it, I'm sure it's hard to find that balance as well. Yeah. Um, I think, having it's it's nice to have the friends and like the teammates because everyone has a shared struggle um but sometimes if you you feel like you're the one falling behind you can fall into that comparison trap and be like oh like I wish I could run that faster I was like that good in the classroom um but I think that also kind of just helped me realize like I just need to focus on my journey because I can't be everything I can just focus on, I should just focus on what I'm doing. And then that'll probably end up like, leave me better off. So yeah. Would you have changed, like if looking back, would you have changed anything about your experience at Vanderbilt? Um, I think I probably would have tried to, um, I don't know. I mean, I did try and like recover as much as I could running wise, but, uh, it wasn't really made possible with the kind of um, regiment we were in, like I couldn't just skip practice to get rest or something. Like I wish I could change our training probably, but 
Um, I also wish like maybe I had learned what I wanted to get involved in early on in uh, college. Like I, Vandy, because it's so small, you're kind of like in three different groups almost. Like you're in like the pure academic group, the student athlete group or Greek life. And I didn't really feel like there was another group where I could just like go hang out with like just you know like regular friends like I did in high school like not someone that's part of a group you know just like kind of a like a random assortment of people like I really liked having just friends on different teams or in different clubs um growing up and like even in in different schools but when you're at a college like everyone goes to the same school and um like we were pretty small um so I kind of wish I had like more of an outlet that way Cause I think surrounding myself with people that weren't under the same pressures as me, I probably could have learned a lot from them and maybe what they're, what they were going through and gotten a, a different, broader perspective. Um, and maybe they would have been able to be like, Hey Case, like, don't stress about this. Like you're fine. <laughs> you're like, you're fine. So. That's a really good point. Cause I feel like the, like people that are a little bit different could just put things in perspective for you that don't yeah. take it so seriously. It's, it's yeah, I always even though that. it feels like it is so serious because you're being, you're surrounded by similar people going through similar experiences, but I know exactly what, what you're saying. Yeah. And like, if someone is about to go to like a um, college for like a sport, what would you tell them? Like just after having gone through like an experience like that through college? Yeah. Um, I would say, like, do you mean just like a, a student athlete or um, yes, student? Okay, student athlete. Okay, so I would say, um, make sure that when you're going on visits and stuff, like it. I think it's really hard to get true opinions out of people on the team because they don't want to say anything. Like, if they're maybe if they're having a bad experience, they're not going to want to say anything because, like, they don't want the team to like lose recruits because they said something like. And everyone's experience is different. So maybe like they're like, oh, just because I'm having a bad time doesn't mean this kid will that's incoming. I would try and find people that maybe are seniors on the team or like are graduating and or like they've graduated and they don't have as much to lose because I think that those people offer like very candid advice and they might be able to and they're not in the middle of it. They're not as stressed as the kids that might be on the team or um you know, I, I wouldn't even like, I would maybe not even try to find someone that's like the best on the team or the worst on the team. Or like, you kind of want like a very, uh, neutral person that doesn't have anything to lose. Just like talk to them hear like what their pros and cons were. Cause they're going to give you really honest, um, probably mentorly advice and, uh, just get that. Cause that's probably yeah. the real tea. <laughs> yeah. No, like just getting like the genuine perspective of yeah. what it's like to be on a, like a member of the team. Yeah. And then also, so I know you mentioned you don't really run as much anymore. Like I love to hear like what your injury is like now. And then also like, how is your relationship with running right now? Yeah. Um, it's really evolving. So I think my injury was in 2019. So coming up on four years. Um, I think the first year was the toughest because like, it was a very dark time because I did not want to be in my body anymore. Like it, I was in so much pain every day and I just couldn't believe that someone who had gone from being like this person that played everything, like was now someone that couldn't do anything, like even lift in the gym without pain. 
Um, so like I would, it gets pretty sad, but like I would crawl into bed and just like cry at night and then like wish that I would not wake up. Like it was really not good. Um, luckily got put on some antidepressants and, uh, doing a little bit that helped a little bit. Um, and I found a really good support system, but then like moving forward, getting my surgery. Um, oh, also that, that first year was hard because like no one at Vandy knew how to help, knew how to help me. Um, and I think they just kind of like, I had to like beg for scans sometimes and like try to explain how painful it was. And I just don't think that they took me seriously. So then like, once I got home, I felt like I was in safe hands. Like I had surgeons that took me seriously and they were like, Oh my God, this is not good. Like you have really bad, so much scar tissue in your joint and your nerves are compressed and you need an ankle reconstruction. Like, have you been walking on this? And I was like, I've been running on it or like trying to hobble jog. And they're like, please don't do that. So I started feeling like more validated when I left school and feeling validated is so important. Anyone going through something tough, because like you surround yourself with people that are like, yeah, like I've been through that, but we're like, I've been through that and I did fine. So like, therefore you'll get through it too. And it's like the hardest point of your life. And they just want to talk about themselves or like, they're like, Oh, it's not that bad. Like other people have X, Y, and Z going on. Like, it's like, okay, I understand that, but like I'm struggling here. And so like finding people that are really empathetic and are really good at just listening to you and um, like asking what you need and uh, not comparing your situation to other people. Like, that really helped my mental health. Um, I think just being back in Philly and being around family and friends that knew me was like great. And like having my Vandy friends that uh, like understood my struggle was good too. And then uh, I guess like the last couple of years have just been trying new um, injections or uh, I think I had another surgery last year for compartment syndrome, trying to see if like that was the cause. Um, I don't know if I'll ever find the end of the tunnel, but I'm doing a lot better now. Like I'm not in pain as much every day. I don't know if I'll ever run like I did before, but uh, I'm, I'm able to get to the gym and lift and bike and uh, lead a pretty normal life, I guess. Like what, you know, people would want, I, what I would like to be able to do at the end of the day. Um, I, you don't have to be a crazy exerciser, I guess, to lead a normal, happy life, which is that probably is like a no brainer to some people, but as a ex competitive runner, that is something you kind of have to detrain out of your mind. Um, but yeah, now I'm just focusing on work and friends and just like leading a healthy balance of everything. Just trying to find that. Yeah, no, I know. And I know what you mean of like going from like being like, I mean, I wasn't like an XD one, like runner, but I do know like coming off of like being like so involved in sports all my life, you, there's, you feel like you have to do so much and it's like to live a good, healthy lifestyle does not mean you need to punish your body all the time or like overdo it with exercise and things like that. Yeah. I, yeah, a hundred percent agree. I think it can be so easy having that like all or nothing mindset where, and, and also that like saying no pain, no gain, you don't always have to be in pain to be a happy person, like to feel like you're achieving goals. Like, yeah, push yourself every once in a while. But like you, if you're in pain all the time, like you're probably doing something very wrong. So don't do that. Exactly. No, I completely agree. And I feel like that's just something you have to like relearn after you kind of been like coach so long. 
Um, yeah. But I also think like what earlier, like you did that, like you had a huge change because like you went from high school and then college, it was like you didn't really have a common thread. It was like your whole life just kind of changed. So I think yeah. like freshman year, like sports kind of kept me sane because I had that common thread freshman year of college. Um, and like I had an immediate friend group on my team, but like I think it would be pretty hard to go and you're finding all new friends. Like you don't have a common thread to kind of keep you grounded. So you just kind of have to make it up as you go. Um, I think that's why a lot of people think freshman year is so hard. Yeah. And I think like personally, like after, you know, playing sports literally my entire life to then yeah. going, I, I mean, I played club lacrosse, but it's definitely not the same as like, kind of like playing like a D1 sport or anything like that, where the focus is not really on like, like conditioning and getting a good shape. It's more just like a fun social thing. Yeah. But I definitely would say like in then freshman year, you typically like start drinking more and going out to eat more, things like that. And so I remember like having to gaining weight and then trying to like have to teach myself how to work out because my entire life, all I would do is just practice and go to games and stuff like that. So that was definitely like a struggle going to college and figuring that out and navigating that. Yeah. Took me yeah. A, long, a long time, but I think I'm at a good point now. Yeah. I, I always like felt like I needed to have it all figured out. Like I've always felt that way. Like at every age I've been, maybe like since high school, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have it all figured out this year. And like talk to my parents who are like, even older parents, they were like, Casey, I'm like X and I'm like my dad, my dad's an older dad. And he's like, I still don't have it figured out. And my mom like says the same thing. And they're like, you just need to not put pressure on yourself. Like, um, and I think focusing on the, as cliche as it sounds like focusing on the journey and like, just trying to get a little, like not even getting a little better each day, but just trying to find balance. And um, like in your day to day, like, I think that kind of can help you. Um, like, you're not, I don't know, it's like, where, what am I racing towards? Like, nothing. Like, I'm just, now you're out in the wide open world. Like, people have jobs. Everyone's on a different timeline. There's really no, it's not a competition. Like, you just kind of have to build, build your own life. Um, totally. And I think, I mean, that's so, I'm so glad you said that because I feel like we put so much pressure to have it all figured out. But like, literally, like you said, your dad, he like, no one has it figured out, nor will you ever kind of reach the point where you understand everything. And like, like you said, taking each moment, moment, moment by moment allows you to stay a lot more present and allows you to like be less hard on yourself. Because I feel like, like I was the same exact way. I was so hard on myself every time I messed up, it was like the end of the world kind of thing. And eventually I kind of took those like mistakes as like lessons versus like punishing myself. I would kind of be like, oh, wow. Okay. That's, I can maybe for next time I won't do that. I'll like, I'll change that versus kind of beating myself up about it. So yeah. I completely agree. Just t- taking the pressure off. There is no certain way to live. We're all yeah, on our own path. Yeah, no, I really agree with what you just said. Um, there's like, everything is a lesson and I would be so far from who I am today. Like I'd be so much like, not that I'm wise, but like, I would have to, I'd have to redo it all to get to where I am. Like there's some lessons are just hard to learn and you have to go through the tough times to like, um, like for it to solidify in your mind. Um, my mom used to always tell me these like life lesson things, like, I don't know. Um, like I can't even like, my mom's gonna hate me if she like listens to this and I can't remember one of them. (laughs) Like she would say some like pretty sage advice and, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, like, okay, like, of course I know that. Um, and then I'd actually get to, like, a life thing, and I'm like, oh, my God, I get what she means by that. Now, like, life, those cliches actually do have a very deeper meaning. 
but like unfortunately the wise old elders of our world not just like convey that on us like we actually have to go through the the hard stuff on our own um to realize it yeah you're tougher for it uh I'm definitely a lot like thicker skinned and uh like tougher or like I don't know just kinder to myself now um yeah realizing all this stuff so I know, but moms actually give the best advice. My mom used to always say like, everything happens for a reason. Now it's like my favorite quote, but it's like literally like everything legit happens for a reason, the good and the bad. And it's just like, yeah, you wouldn't be who you are without any of those mistakes or the successes. So yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Also just random things. I'm also just curious now, like now that you live in King of Prussia and everything, what are some of your hobbies or favorite things to do around there? Hmm. Okay. So let's see. I, so, um, I will, this isn't really like in King of Prussia, but like recently, uh, my boyfriend, he like, he's from Colorado. So he like mountain bikes a lot and, uh, he skis like, you know, just like Colorado outdoor things. And so he's gotten me into biking a little like outside. Um, and then I'm learning how to ski. I've been skiing three times, so I guess you could call it a hobby now. Um, (laughs) so I'm trying to get the hang of that. And then like things that I do more on a daily basis is I play with, we have two pet bunnies, um, Nevi and Gimli. And so I play with them and I love having pets around the house. It's like so nice. And then I also love, um, going out for coffee and uh doing crosswords with my boyfriend that's probably like our weekly I I probably do a couple a week but we definitely try and do like one on the weekend together yeah I love your bunnies names they're like that's the cutest names where did you how did you come up with them um so funny well funny story about the first one um the Nevi the girl we like got her from a breeder um somewhere in Pennsylvania and they said that she was a boy. And so like, we just didn't question it. We're like, okay, bunny expert, whatever it's a boy. And then we took her to the vet. So we, we named him Neville. Like originally, um, we were kind of going for like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings names. Cause Gimli is the dwarf from Lord of the Rings, like super nerdy, but you know, I guess that's just us. And, um, when we brought Neville at the time to the vet, the vet was like, so I have news about Neville. And we were like, Oh my God, is Neville sick? Like what's wrong with Neville? And, She's like, well, Neville's actually a girl. And so we were like, dang it. Okay. Well, first we laughed a lot because how did we not know the gender of our bunny? Um, or I guess the sex of our bunny. But uh, however, you know, they want to yeah. identify to them. We get a lot of jokes about that now. Um, <laughs> so bad. But yeah, we were just like, all right, it's Nevi. So that's how we kind of got that. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. And then do you have any favorite books or podcasts? I love um, Victoria Garrick, I guess Victoria Brown now. Um, I love her real pod. I just, I relate to it a lot. Um, And she is just like a pretty cool person. She like is very honest. And uh, as far as books, I actually have really gotten on a reading kick. Um, One of my favorite books in the last couple months that I've read is called Demon Copperhead, um, which sounds like really weird but it's about this kid from rural Virginia growing up and just kind of the trials and tribulations he goes through um so I would give that a read if you're looking for a a good book okay good to know also Victoria Brown is literally my favorite like I think her podcast is amazing so I I listen to every single episode yeah she's good also I guess this podcast 
has to add be added to my list because I'm, I'm a guest on it. I never thought I'd be a guest on someone's podcast. Thank you for flattering me. Oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> and then the last question is, what is your favorite quote or piece of advice? Mm, okay, I'm I'm not gonna get this, but it's something that like it really did stick with me when she said it. I think it was after uh, the Chicago Sky won the WNBA like. Um, basketball finals um and Candace Parker she had kind of gone through some stuff and like I think people might have thought her career was done you know just like normal athlete things like um and she came back and she won like one with her home in her hometown city and she was like you know you don't always have to scream who you are like to the mountaintops um like just put in your work and people will realize like they'll see at the end of the day, I guess. Um, and even if they don't see, like, it's like fine. Um, at least you're like working and being honest. Um, but I, I love that because sometimes I just feel the need to explain myself to people and my choices and what's gone on. And like, people can just be very, like, they don't, they'll never know the whole story and you don't have to scream it at them. Like, just do you, the right people will come and, you know, that's all you can do. Yeah, no, I love that a lot. Exactly what you said. The right people will, will stay. And also like, don't, don't ever try to like be, you're not going to be understood by everyone. So don't try yeah. to be, don't, uh, I mean, just like be you. Yeah. Um, well, okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for being on Casey. It was fun, so fun having you on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. 